Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. We're back for part two of this week's episode. If you haven't already, please do check out part one where we go over, well, the last of the characters from the new set. We go over a bunch of news. Uh, if you're listening to this, hopefully you already listened to the other one, but quick recap. Stay tuned for a lot of origin stuff by the time you're listening to this, and definitely uh, yeah. hit the website and all the the usual places. I'm sure Scott over here and uh, the rest of the team are definitely going to be very avidly hitting up social media to make sure everyone knows what's going on. Yep. So uh, we're going to get right into it because we have roughly six thousand spoilers to do. <laughs> uh, <Nope>. And <laughs> what was that, Scott? No, I just said, yeah. Yep. So, as I said, we already did all the characters, so we're going to dive into the battle card. There are still a few, although off the top of my head, I'm not sure how many we have left. It can't be that many. I um, want to say like 11 at max, maybe 10. Yeah, I was going to say 10, but I I wasn't sure. So, we'll go I with that. I think by the time this records, we'll have all of them. Oh, yeah. All by the, for them to get them out. I expect that. We, we should have, I'm expecting everything before Origins, but we'll, we'll see how well, that goes. of course, goes. because the set's going to be, quote... A yeah. quote of release then, but <laughs> technically really yes, yeah. the, the best kind of correct, technically correct. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the first one up is Metal Detector. Um, this is <laughs> it's is an interesting utility. What was that? Scrounge on a stick. Yeah. Uh, when the upgraded character attacks, reveal the top card of your deck. If it's an upgrade, play it. It's a black green pip. Uh, I didn't like scrounge. I'm not. I don't expect that you're gonna be able to scrounge with the upgraded character multiple times. Um, it, does Windblade want this? I don't know. Did do you have somebody in mind that wants this? No. What's our word? Yep. What's the state word? <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> I don't remember. I already forgot. Um, mm-hmm. Next one up is microcapacitor. It's another. Uh, well, this is actually a no pip upgrade. Uh, it's a utility when the upgraded characters, ta- when you use the upgraded characters tap ability. Sorry, everybody. Untap that character and scrap this card. Is our, mm. I mean, I don't know. I the art's cool. Yeah, I'm struggling to remember exactly. I mean, obviously, it it looks like comic art, but I can't remember exactly where it is. But it does feature, you know, the big, the big man himself. And it is a uh, little kitty, but uh, do you actually like this card from a playability perspective? Hmm. The MicroMasters will put a lot of pressure on your hand. Yeah. Um. So you're investing three cards to get two activations out of this. Of this being whatever. Over, the... over, over two turns. I mean, you can't do the tap ability more than once in a turn. Right. Hmm. It's... I mean, it's really good on MicroMasters because that whole thing we said about, well, not in this episode. So in episode one, mm. one thing we mentioned was about how, like, you know, you get the, all your phases back, essentially. So this would definitely, I mean, I don't want to go as far as to say it gives you an extra turn, but it kind of does. Um, I mean, it's an untap. So I mean, yes. yeah, it's a it's a proactive ready for action on a MicroMaster. So that's why it's a blank. So maybe it'll see play. 
uh, because that's a powerful thing you can do. Yeah, it, and that's the reason to keep it in mind. I'm just not... I'm struggling to think of one that I'm like, yeah, I definitely want to activate this. So you have the leap into battle one, but you're not necessarily going to have a second target for it. You know, because you, you leap somebody. Well, you play this thing, you leap one of your other characters. You untap the Micromaster. You may or may not have had time to set it up so that you can target your third guy again. Or, you, you just attack. Basically, right. So, you basically what you do is you you flip back to to the alt mode where you have the stealth. Mm -hmm. You're the last guy to go. Yeah, and you attack in the alt mode terribly, but you still get an attack off. But you still get your upgrade phase, and you still get and your action phase. and your stealth. So if you and really your want stealth it, yeah. on, on on the zero turn. So that I mean that's what you do with it, and and that's yeah. fine. Like so. Well, I mean, it, I don't know. I don't know that every deck that has a MicroMaster will want it, but I think decks that, like, I guess are, I guess, focused around that ability and really want to keep that guy alive, I think we'll mm -hmm. we'll at least try it. Yeah, I think it's worth experimenting with. It it's a heavy investment for, like you said, it pretty much presumably a garbage attack if it boils down to that, and then getting the, the second activation at some hypothetical point in the future. The being forced to flip back into alt mode to get the stealth back makes it a little complex from a flip density standpoint. Um, obviously, you'd be gearing around that anyway, but I don't know. It's something I'm going to keep in mind, basically. I'm sure there's stupid combo decks that will use this card. Of course there um, is. <laughs> so, um, who knows? Um, but, I mean, like, this obviously helps that, you know, swap parts guy and all that, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chad actually pointed out for the last one, Metal Detector, the new Ironhide, or the, the new Hound, excuse me, I, I don't know why I said Ironhide, might be interested in it to get more free plus attack. Sure. I mean. With that, but, but, the, but the guaranteed upgrade that you play for the turn doesn't have, doesn't have that bonus, so that's the problem. Hmm. So I mean it's fine, but I mean yeah, I mean you can you might be able to do something. I think that yeah. that's a, a reasonable use for it, but it, it's probably going to be I was going to say limited, but then you have no real control over or not a whole lot of control over how many upgrades you have, so it makes it weird. Uh, yeah, it's I don't know um, because it takes up one of your slots. Like the best thing you can possibly do is get another like weapon on it, right? So yeah, weapon. You would have to get a weapon or an armor. Well, I guess you could get an upgrade, or an upgrade, a utility, and just replace it. Uh, sure, fair. So you you know yep. you're just using it as a a small a half a um bigger they are kind of thing. Yeah. So it doesn't because the I'm trying to find Hound real quick. So when you upgrade this, so you could play that this turn, make him a six, get in, reveal anything, make him an eight. Um maybe. Yeah. So yeah, they they're just running back to that briefly. Thanks, Chad, for pointing that out. Because that I mean, it's not impossible. Um, moving from there, from microcapacitor, we have dismantling claw and is the next one. Yep. Reactive armor that were previewed together. So these are the drill arms and, um, 
other card that's escaping me right now. <laughs> the new versions of them. It scraps a, one scraps a weapon, one scraps an armor. Uh, but they have to. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I this was one of the cards when we were talking about on the the first half of this about oh well maybe there's a character that's still left where it's this character consciously eats your own upgrades so then you could turn this into a green you know like it's I mean you already have access to bashing shield but you know something along those lines where it's because they're green I'll fetch it back I'll play it it'll eat the upgrade give me a benefit and then also pop the opposing card. We don't have anything like that, so I don't. Right, there's care. no built-in ability that has those. So yeah, at least not right now. So I'm not super enthused. You're on the same page. Yeah. Okay. Then we'll move on. Combat your <laughs> combat shield. Compact shield. This one I cannot even begin to care about. This is the black this? pip one plus one defense put on Autobots only. That's it. Whatever the safe word is. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, secret actions. We have Scavenge the Battlefield. Uh, it's an orange pip. Re- you reveal it when one of your characters is KO'd. Uh, when revealed, instead of scrapping that character's upgrades, you may put any number of them onto one of your other characters. The secret action one? Yes. Um, so this card is better than I gave it credit for initially. Okay. Uh, um... Are the, you thinking because of Battle Masters or? No, I think I just think you're basically you're getting double use out of a weapon. So it has an orange bib, so obviously you're going to want to use an aggressive deck. Um, of course. And I think you're getting you're, you're solving one of the problems which is like the, you play the weapon and the character dies. You only got one use out of the weapon and it did its job. Mm-hmm. Um so, like, I, I believe this gets around some of the... I mean, this helps with Battle Masters. Um, this helps with, like, Erratic Lightning. Yeah. Um, and the permanent-type weapons. This helps with, um, you know, Static Laser, things like that, that are just, like, these permanent plus threes, as opposed yeah. to Grenade Launcher, which isn't. Um, I don't think it will very, it'd be very hard... To set up a situation where this is going to be profitable for you as the player that has the character that gets KO'd because, I mean, you're, if you're, like, one thing that you just attack, like, some, the other guy, like, that's going to benefit you also. So, like, I don't think this is enough of an incentive for your opponent to, even if your opponent knew you had it, let's just say, I don't think this is enough incentive for them to attack a worse target just because you'll get like the upgrades moved over to another character because in all likelihood in the beginning of the game that's only going to be whatever weapon they swung with right so like you will know as the player that played the secret action that oh i don't have another weapon to play or oh i don't have like a treasure hunt to go get it or oh i don't have like any other any other card draw to go get another weapon um but it has to be a situation where like Oh, thank God my guy died because I didn't have another weapon to play. Like that's probably not gonna happen all that often, but um it will help you in the early game to not play another weapon so that like you can possibly also play like some of these random upgrades that aren't seeing as much play anymore, like your data pads, like there's like isn't there's like someone in this set that's like just gives you bold one. Like if you're playing a Firecon deck, like you, you play that. If you're playing like a Dinobot deck, 
you would just play Jaws of Steel and get to keep the weapon, or vice versa. You would move over the Jaws of Steel and, and play the weapon. Yeah. So so I think in I think in aggro decks, because it's orange mostly, um because uh, they can usually expect their guys to die um, on your opponent's turn. Although I don't, this can be played anytime, right? You can one shot stand your own guy, or if you can play two actions in a turn and yeah. flip this as well. Or you yeah, I was trying to think of that scenario where, where, I mean, static laser is not really going to help you if your guy dies on the swing, but y- yeah, you could trigger it yourself, I guess, if you play this first. Right. Um, so, like, I think this has subtle use that is gonna save you card plays and bad card draw over the course of the turns gotcha so i i think it's i think it's good because i i think your guy's probably gonna die anyway if you're an aggro deck so like you might as well get something out of it and i'm there's no dream of like i'm gonna move like three upgrades over to another guy but like just it, it's double use out of the weapon which is what you want most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could allow you to like play less weapons in your deck, I guess. Maybe not, but at least play yeah. other other utilities and there's no like armor that helps. Um, but uh, you know, this I think this is fine. I think this is decent and I think this will see play because it has um, it has a, a unique ability to basically like give you an extra copy of whatever weapon you have in play. Right. Yeah, it it's definitely enticing. I'm not sure at this stage exactly where it would slot in, so what is it replacing? Uh, like you said, you could hypothetically play less weapons in general, uh, so you shave a few here, shave a few there, squeeze this in. Um, I don't know if I'd personally go that route, only because I want to make sure that I'm seeing the weapon to begin with, and not this thing. Uh, like, I'd rather play this and Debilitating Crystal than Ramming Speed, for example. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I can see the argument there, and that, that does make sense. It's... It's something that I'm definitely going to try out. I just don't know... It's hard for me to determine at this stage whether it those scenarios are going to be easily engineered. I mean, they should be. But if you're playing an aggro deck, you're wider, maybe, you know, other than post-wheel, it may actually be difficult to get your opponent to kill the appropriate guy. I don't know if that's actually going to end up being the case. Like when they can attack anybody? Yeah, so, it, you know, in my, it post-wheel, clearly, you know, you send out the guy that you want to, to croak. Um, but outside of that, you're probably going to have multiple guys who may or may not have upgrades. Um, or maybe they're, you know, you're playing an upgrade on all of them, so you don't care which upgrade gets moved. It's just the fact that an upgrade gets moved and all of them are redundant. So who cares if it's a static laser or erratic lightning? They're both plus three attack. It doesn't matter. Right. I agree. Um, so yeah, I. Scavenge the Battlefield looks like it's going to be interesting, um, at the very least. So, moving from there, we have another orange card. This is Squish Them Like Bugs, which is a very amusing title. (laughs) Um, Choose one of your characters. When it does attack damage this turn to an enemy that has fewer stars than it, do one damage to each enemy that has fewer stars than your character. Um, 
So it's kind of a mini Metroplex, I guess. So it's like a weird... It's like a weird non... It's like a weird combat strafing run, right? Yeah, so let me ask you this, because this was the one of the first things that came to mind for me, at least. Um, but I haven't really thought about it, so feel free to you know to shoot holes in it. Does this like is this what Dinobots was looking for against Insecticons? No, because it's one damage across the board. It's not like there's it's not like in Magic where there's a bunch of Savannah lines sitting on the opposite side of the yeah. field. They still have like they still have like eight nine health. Like one doesn't do much to them. Like well, it's more, is still it, unplayable. <laughs> I've had scenarios where you know the non Grimlock guys don't quite get there. Or, you know, you, you end up falling one short to finish off Barrage in one shot. It also shaves a turn off of Scrapnel. Those sort of things. I mean, if Insecticons remain a, a huge threat, I can see cyborging them in orange decks. Mm-hmm. Um, the main issue for me is that basically this is an action card that you can really only rely on giving you plus one attack on the guy that you're actually attacking. The other damage that you're splashing, like, it's fine. So, like, you're zapping your opponent's guys. Like, again, like, in the barrage situation, it might be fine, but it's not very interesting. Yeah. Like, one damage is, like, I mean, this isn't, I don't think it's worth your action slot. Like, are you going to play this or Reckless Charge? Like, come on. Well, I agree. And that's, it's definitely going to be a tough sell. I don't want to make it sound like I'm super excited about this thing. I was just reaching for okay that was like i said the first thing that came to mind is well dinobots are bigger than bugs then maybe that's where it's supposed to be but like you said it's the stars almost kind of have to align for it to do what it's designed to do i think i don't think you can do as someone that plays a lot of direct damage in their deck i don't think you can do enough incremental direct damage to to make a bunch of zaps matter. Like, I just don't think there's any way to, like... You'd have to play, like, so many of the... Like, you'd have to, like... Says the guy that plays armed hovercraft and everything. No. That's different. <laughs> I know, I'm just like, kidding. I'm you're, just... Getting, you're, getting an, you're getting, like, a permanent plus one, and you have ways to abuse it. I know, I know. Play, but it, like, you know somebody out there that's listening to this after the fact is like, but wait a minute! <laughs> but see, that's, but that's the point, though. If this was blue, and you could combo the two of them together, it'd be a different story. But, like... Right. I mean, sure, then you're photon bombing your opponent, like, by playing both of them in one turn. Like, one of these two cards would have to be the off-color pip of the deck. That's the issue. Yes. And I don't think either of them are powerful enough to play as the off-color. I, I can so, see So, like, that. you're in just in a weird direction. That's my whole thing. So that's why I just don't think this is good enough. Right. Compared to other action plays, I just don't think it's good enough. Yeah, I can get behind that. The artwork's kind of funny. We see Detour, and I think it's Nightstick is the other Micromaster. They did do a lot of effort, or put in a lot of effort, of making all the characters that are in the set show up on a lot of the cards. Yeah, it's true. Outside of the, obviously, the actual character card. But anyway, uh, moving on to more direct damage. Uh, Oh, Roadhugger. Thank you. Thanks, Chad. Um, Two-pronged attack. Are you? I'm gonna read it, this but not direct, this is not direct damage. Indirect damage. Indirect damage. Excuse me, I misspoke. <laughs> I was about to say, are you exci- are you excited about it? Before I read the actual text, I don't think you can ignore any card that makes your opponent discard two cards. That is so powerful in this game; it's unreal. So two pronged attack is an orange pip. 
it's we'll call it the Decepticon team-up tactics. I don't know, just because it has Starship sure. and Megatron on it. Choose one of your characters. If it's a tank, your opponent chooses two from their hand and scraps them. If it's a plane, your opponent chooses one of their characters and does two to it. So if we ever get Overlord, there you go. He'll he'll be the Nova Star for the, the purple team. And this card will be insane for him. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you're more excited about the discard rather than the damage, Scott. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, discarding two for one for on an orange pip is huge. Can you elaborate as to why for anybody out there that's going, well, why do I care? Why wouldn't I just want to do the damage? Especially coming from the direct damage guy. <laughs> uh, because you essentially, your opponent starts with a three or four, I mean, they start with a three card hand, and by the time you can even play this, they would have at max a four card hand, and if they played anything, they're back down to a three card hand. Mm -hmm. So you just don't draw enough cards in this game where making them discard two is extremely powerful i mean it's um, not a him to torak for all you older magic players but <laughs> but it's a mind rot which yes. you play so um <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's on an orange pip um drawing two is way worse than making them discard two um, I talked about this card at length in my Top Shot preview article, so you can take a look there at yeah. basically a way to get a tank that's extremely difficult to get off the field if you want a tank to stay on the field as like your, oh, by the way, I have a tank in this deck um, mm -hmm. way of playing it. Uh, if you don't want to build your, because I don't like to build my deck around tanks. Uh, because they're still pretty bad. Um, yeah, like, um, unfortunately. Especially ones that well, not to break your train of thought, but do you picture so the new Megatrons or those other tanks uh, that are want to be blue or seem to want to be blue? You're willing to splash this as your off pip? Likely, yes. Okay. Um, like I, I think this card makes Top Shot extremely playable, and then I, I mean, Flack would be in the same situation, um, but I just think Top Shot's better. Because he only costs four stars. Yeah, four stars so, is important. And has stealth and isn't slammer. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I think decks that would feature a character... Like, I don't even... like. I'd have to really think, like, is there any other tanks in this set besides Megatron and, and those... Like, uh, you know? Now you're putting me on the spot. I'll, I'm going to try and rifle through <laughs> my... Uh, <laughs> my spoilers real quick i can't think of any chat help me out you guys are faster than i am um but i don't think the plane i don't think the plane ability i just think that like i think a lot them allowing to choose what character to put the two damage on is just too hurtful um yeah you're even, definitely not happy about that part of it yeah so I think you want to play this with tanks, and I think it's extremely powerful, and I'm surprised. I mean, I guess because it's a team of tactics, um, I'm not surprised, or, uh, you know, an opposite team of tactics. I'm not, quote, surprised that it has an orange pip because everything else is opposite. Yeah. But me, and I just think making them discard two is just very powerful. So, like, I'm, I'm surprised that, like... I'm not saying this is, like, I'm going to go build a tank deck because of it, but I'm going to try to play it in... It's a consideration to run a tank, yeah. given, you know, if you were evaluating two different characters, is what you're saying. Yeah, I went over it at length in my top shot article. Yeah. Essentially, 
preview article for this card as well as the, the synergy that those two cards have together, especially because it's orange. So yeah, take a look at that. But I think that that battle card character combo should be explored. Right. The uh, it, to the plane half just to throw it in so it isn't as forgotten as people might appear or as people might think. Um, I personally think a lot of planes want to be blue anyway. So yeah, this becomes really awkward to your point, Scott. The only other scenario is again, the potential new star screen builds. So if you have orange plane focused star screen lists where it's, Big star scream, little star scream, and then some other planes, or you know, maybe even filling it out with other things. It's an on-color damage thing. It does matter that they get to choose, like you said, but it's still damage with a pip. So I want to at least give it a shot. Or if you can find a way to play planes with Grimlock, the two damage will essentially be targeted in a way. Yeah, steamroll also sort of, be or fine. potentially yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. And so like a bigger only... star scream with his null ray and then play steamroll. Right. You know, like that could be an option. Um, or next, because... Next turn, like the two damage will matter early. It's just over two turns, basically. Yeah, exactly. But you, you're setting that up over the course. Or right. a lot of the star screams have innate direct damage. Or at least the ones that we've been talking about. The new one, the, the air commander. If they put it on something, okay, well, I can still burn it over there. I don't necessarily have to attack it to be able to influence it. Um, yeah, but I think the tanks part is very powerful. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to lend in so we weren't ignoring the other half. But uh, So I expect to see a lot of two-pronged attacks in our future. Um, With tanks. Yes. <laughs> Moving on from there, we have backup bag. This is kind of sort of spare parts but this time when your stuff does it the weird it's like a weird combo card right yeah so if for it's if one of your cards would cause a weapon or armor to be scrapped from the upgraded character scrap this card instead so your grenade launcher for example gets multiple uses this is like going to be some weird combo thing again i'm sure i <laughs> I don't think maybe it with force field or or and, and grenade launcher is worth it. So here's so here's a question. I don't I and we just talked about this card not all that long ago, but the new Ironhide. I want to see what his. I keep saying Ironhide. It's Hound. I don't know why I keep saying that. Uh, where is he? Here he is. So when you upgrade this, he gets plus two. If, no, because it, I was trying to think, like, if you had two of these, would they loop and do something? But it's not actually doing that. You had said weird combo, so I'm like, oh, well, if you have two of these, is one replacing the other infinitely, and it would trigger something like that, but that's not actually how it's going to work. Sure. Um. But I agree with you, barring some oddball scenario like that, I'm not sure why the hell you would want this. Because with similar to those other things that, like, when they died, you killed something, there's no way to kill your own stuff for value right now, except yeah. for that one black card that's, like, not very good. So Yeah, it's like, well, um, 
the grenade launchers, the force fields. I think you said right. That I don't. I, I would rather just play a second copy of those. Like I wouldn't just play this card. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not. We'll move on from there. Uh, Battlefield mm-hmm. scan. This card, I think, probably has new light shed on it. It's a black pip and a green pip. Enemies can't have brave or stealth this turn. I think coming into this, when we first saw this now a couple weeks ago, we probably would have skipped this one mostly, but maybe this is a sideboard card now. Yeah, this is why... um, This card, is. I think, is specifically why Swap Parts was banned and not the rules were changed to interact with that Battlemaster, I mean, with that Micromaster and stuff like that, because... Now everyone can just side this card in and attack him when he's in stealth mode and ruin the combo. Right. So this and because card it's green, is, like yeah, you you could have some time right. to find it. So this card is important, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I think we'll this. I think this will be a staple in sideboards because of that that race. Yeah, especially if you're not aware of you're going in blind, and it's like I don't want to just up and lose to nonsense, essentially. Yeah, this card should. I mean, this this is a pretty easy one out of ten word for me mm. for for going in like any like in siege formats just to be able to. I mean, killing a micromass reaper gets an effect. Like again, like if you're swinging down the cost curve, um, to use a phrase from like old school games that we used to play. Like when you're swinging down, it you still might be losing value, mm. especially if it costs you a, a card. But like. That just may be necessary in certain situations to yeah. avoid a giant blowout turn. So losing value is better than losing the game, right? Um, chat's pointing out that uh, decent sideboard, obviously for MicroMasters, but also getting around things like Fireflight. Yeah, yeah, sure. So or yeah, any of that kind of stuff. Agree. Yeah, I mean it, that is something to keep in mind. You know, like it could let you kill, I guess, Alpha Bravo or something that's hiding. It's hard to do that though, like when you can play an action because it's usually on, yeah, a wheel turn and like, I mean, yeah, I mean, if he has like one hit point left, like it's a waste of an attack. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, but um, I don't think I would side it in in that situation, but I would definitely, it's definitely good against the MicroMasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's definitely we're going to be seeing this out of people's extra cards at some point. So uh, yeah, and maybe main deck if it gets if the meta game gets to that point. If it does, yes, of course. Moving from there, we have one of the three new preview cards. The other two are mixed in later on. Uh, this is Covert Armor. It's a green-blue pip, plus one defense, put on melee only, and when the upgraded character is defending against a specialist, the upgraded character gets plus one defense for a total of two. Oh, we're talking about all these at the same time. We are not splitting these into okay. different cards. All right. Well, the <laughs> the other ones, I'll skip them when we get later. But for anybody, for audio listeners especially, um, basically it's a big cycle. There's three of them. They all get plus one depending on which thing is attacking them, essentially. And they all only go on. There's a ranged one, there's a melee one, and there's a specialist one. So the rock, paper, scissors is if melee is rock, it loses to ranged as paper and which loses to specialist which is scissors correct and vice and back around again yep um i think these are really good uh because of the green blue nature of them uh, yeah means that like i mean playing them on only that uh combat style like should not be a problem you 
should be playing those in your deck or, you know. Yeah, you know what you're in, getting yourself into. Yeah, I think these will ha- heavily reward proper metagame deck building, depending on, so, like, if you know what's out there, um, like, it should be easy to adapt. Um, people have said, like, like, people are like, oh, well, you don't know what you're going to, you know that you can play it on your guy, but you don't know what you're going to face. Okay, let's think about the metagame now, right now, shall we? Sentinels, they're all melee. Yep. So playing on a range guide, no law. I mean, first of all, we have this. Okay, we know these are good in sideboards. Let's just talk main deck for a second. Right, yeah. I think world. any anybody looking at these are going to go, yeah, that's a sideboard card at the very least. In any defensive deck, like yes. any defensive sideboard, right? So let's so let's start with, let's get that out of the way. Um, so then we can, I guess then we can talk about just comparing a plus two armor to like, you know, being a plus two searchable armor being better than a reinforced plating, better than a sparring gear. Well, that, I think that's the, the open question and you're the numbers guy. So learn me about why this is necessarily better than the tough two in a blue shell. For say sparring gear specifically, I get the the on color pips, but elaborate on why you feel it's that's the better route. Um, it's not mathematically better than um, reinforced plating would be if they're both in play, but it's green, so you're right. going to get it in your hand easier than the reinforced plating. So. Well, the the platings I can see for exactly that reason. I'm thinking more sparring gear on that end. It's because... on it's on color. It's the, mm. it's the flamethrower versus uh, power sword argument. It's not even. A... Right. That's not even that's the easier part than the reinforced plating, in my opinion. Yeah. Because at least the reinforced plating, the math is in reinforced plating's favor, but the the ability to get get it out of the deck is not. Right. So there's that aspect of it. Um in terms of so like, for example, like I said, if you if you think about the format that's out there right now, um you know, a ranged character with this on them against Sentinels will always have plus two, so there, there's aerial bots being, you know, better against them. There's yep. all the aerial bots, except for two of them, are are, um, are ranged, so you're going to have an advantage there. If you're specialists, there's enough specialists floating out there. I just feel like if you know, understand the metagame, there's enough redundancy. And like, like Dinobots, all melee. Insecticons, mostly melee, except for... Barrage Ransack, and Ransack, I think, are ranged yeah, in there. Yeah, and Ransack attacking in the mode where, like, where you're not always able to even attack in that mode for any yeah. of um, So it's only against Barrage where, like, you know, you can just set it up to where that's not advantageous. And even at worst, like, I get it's just an armored plating, but it's an armored plating that comes out of your deck. So, like, I don't know. I feel like these cards are really good and, and will really benefit players that understand what they're what they're going to be faced against let alone like obviously they're really good at the sideboard yeah it's we've had that heavy combat tribe slant as a result of like you said sentinels and and dino bots and chats backing you up as well insecticons predacons and a number of things that happen to be melee or as you said Aerial bots mostly being ranged and things along those lines. I'm curious whether that's going to continue with the new set. Not necessarily because of these cards. So I'm not saying that people are going to try and diversify the combat tribes 
because people might be playing covert armor. Uh, I think it's more going to be, well, if I'm playing Sentinels, I just need to be aware that this card exists and prepare for it rather than try and like run Sunstreaker as one of the first three or something like that. The I, I'm curious as to whether we're just going to see where things are. You know, you have a specialist arranged in a melee guy as a result of the way the characters shape up. And then it's going to be more challenging to ensure that you're presenting the guy with the appropriate armor against their appropriate attacker, if that makes sense. No, I I mean, I think that's the question. But I think that we have, obviously, <clears throat> this is coming out with a whole new set. So we have to wait to see what that meta shapes up to be. But right. like, I think once it's understood what the decent decks are, you could probably play, assuming you're, you're the opposite on the the triangle like yeah the, the good one um i can see playing like one of these main deck if you're good against whatever's out there and then mm. potentially siding in another one so i mean given that we've seen already and again like you said it's a new set so the rules are definitely going to change but a lot of the orange focused decks seem to be melee if you're ranged and you're blue maybe even in week one, you start out with the, the ranged version of these. Do you think that's a wild assertion? Uh, no, I think it's fine. Especially if you're weak to those kind of decks. Yeah, because yeah, if it's... I mean, we talked about this at the beginning of Rise of the Combiners, but a lot of the initial weeks are probably going to be orange-heavy because, well, it's easier to identify stronger orange or aggressive builds in general, I think, in most metagames before you move into, okay, well, now I know exactly what turns they're coming out, what the sequences are, and then you can adapt answers so the control decks start to be on the upswing later in a metagame cycle. Um, right. I think it would, would not be unreasonable to say, okay, well, I know there's probably going to be a lot of orange. Let me just slam this and <laughs> cross my fingers to some extent. Right. So, I mean, I, like, like I said, worst-case scenario, I know it's just a, a fetchable... Uh, what's it called armor plating but you know i mean to be honest that plus one is not and i know you were saying this earlier so not to beat the dead horse but that's not irrelevant like that does change or could change math even if it's as as air quotes simple as it's not necessarily you get a whole they have to sink a whole nother attack but maybe now they can't necessarily just one shell you know get two attacks in and then one shell stand your important guy because now they're living with four health instead of three, based on the way the math works out, that sort of thing. Yeah, and it's and again, it's one color pip. Of course, so that's what's good. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I think we covered those pretty well. Like I said, when I hit those in the rest of the cycle, we'll skip over them. Um, yeah. Unless you had anything else you wanted to add on them. Nope. Okay. Uh, so next one up is diagnosis. Um, I think this was yesterday's uh it's repair one damage from one of your characters if your starting team was only autobots draw a card and it's a white pip safe word yep i i just i really <laughs> want a medic deck to be a thing but like that i don't think that's the one that's gonna do it uh alongside that one was frag toss featuring one of my boys um <laughs> your opponent chooses one of their characters and does one damage to it if your starting team was only decepticons Deal another damage to it. Uh, and it's a white pip. Safe word. <laughs> you really don't like this one at all? We talked about the 
playing card, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, all the the same thing. I was, I think I saw this card before the plain one, um, but then you, that plain one was out like last week. Yeah, I think I just missed them. Like I, <laughs> I saw the card and like put it in the overlay, so I had it, and then I just didn't yeah. actually look at it until later. Um, I mean, just play if you want this ability, just play the plane guard. Yeah. Um, moving from there, we have Heat of Battle, which is actually an older preview chronologically at this stage. Uh, White Pip, all characters get Bolt Three and Tough Three. Outside of fringe things like it's a a white. Supercharge for Metroplex, Constructicons will almost assuredly be able to get two Supercharges in a turn out of this, and clearly you don't want to play it into into blue decks. Um, anywhere else where you're seeing this, Scott? Yes, yeah, sideboard of every aggro deck. Well, yes, I was, I'm teeing it up for <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, uh, this should be in the sideboard of, like, most aggro decks because against other aggro decks because of they're course. not going to get a benefit out of the out of the tough. Uh, so you're just getting a supercharge, a white supercharge, right? Um, so assuming you want that over other cards in your deck that may have more fringe use, and you're like, ah, oh, just take some more supercharges. You're going to want this. Any deck that goes wide, like you said, with the constructicons or with um, even inside the cons to an extent, and probably um. Uh, just anything that goes wide, like Predacons, things like that, you might get to, you might just straight get to attacks with that supercharged level, so you definitely want to be playing it there. Um, honestly, it probably warrants main deck slots in any of those wide decks, because of that reason. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you do always have the option to feed it to a green, or you know, other ways to make use of it, even if you're running into something blue. Right. Um, we mentioned it with the with uh, the Battlemaster that needed white pip, so like there's that use of it. This is like the opposite grid of the Pierce grid. Like you, you want this in more scenarios than you don't. Um, like the the triple blue guy might want this even against other blue decks. Like even as a blue deck, he, he might want this because because it's a one shell stand when you play it. <laughs> Right, I mean, like, like again, against an aggro deck, they don't get any use out. Yeah. So you probably get three damage if you're playing that Battlemaster. Yep. Um. So right. So this becomes, you know, give your weapon plus three until I turn. Uh, you know, white pip. And if you're playing any dual pips or any orange, you might get more damage out of it. Like, I, I can see where decks that play that guy would want this card as well. Yeah. Again, against aggro decks. Right. Um, but even against even against defensive decks, you're at least getting the three damage out of it because it's direct damage. It's not... Exactly, um, yeah. So, so I think decks with him should, should play this card as well. Um, I can't think of a lot of other situations. Like, I guess, like you said, like, obviously Metroplex... Um, I guess Magnus, if um, you want to get his ability off. Yes. Um, I can't think of a lot of other characters that have like that pip into. Oh, Firecons, I guess want this, right? Like, right. Yeah, I guess. I I don't know. I mean, obviously, all the the scenarios you describe with standing, I have to sit down and see. Do they need another bold card? Obviously, they want it, but is it? I mean, same argument, right? Same argument as, like, the triple blue guy, right? Hmm. But only for... Because the only one that... 
Because the one guy draws cards, the, the one you care about does damage, and I don't think the third guy cares. The other guy doesn't care, no. But so, you know I, I think those. I think you're going to play two of those and another guy anyway, so... Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I would imagine that it's good there. Again, against... I, I even... Th- again, you're in a similar scenario where... If your opponent's playing a defensive deck and you're playing an aggressive deck, the card doesn't do anything. Like, they should draw the same number of blues and you should draw the same number of orange, And you move on with life. Mm-hmm. So the card doesn't do anything. So any deck that's focused on any of these types of characters that have extra use out of flipping a zillion of one color or other should want to play this card because it's it's an easy way in... Every I can't think of a scenario where it's not going to benefit you if you're playing those cards and those characters are still alive. That you're going to want to have that kind of intense flip if you're playing those characters. So I think any deck with those characters in in at least like two of like I guess the blue guy could play by himself, but any in, in my opinion, any those are the characters I can just think of off the top of my head that if you're playing any of them, you should consider playing. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a surprising number of uses. Well, maybe it's not surprising. That may not be the appropriate word to use in this scenario, but it's it's going to have a lot of uses. This card is probably you're going to see this sleeved up in a number of places. Yeah, and honestly, like honestly, I I really don't think that like what about what about the characters that we talked about earlier that have more pierce than attack? Like this is going yeah. to help them also. Again, no well, matter chat's what calling out RC, so I guess that falls into that same category. <laughs> sure sort of not not really but it's kind of on topic i no, want she has pierce equal she has, she has pierce equal to her attack so yes it's definitely the pierce four attack two guy like yeah yeah um i don't know that alpha bravo needs this um but like mm. if you're in another scenario like that where you have an amount of pierce that for some reason is higher than your attack you're gonna want this like there's just so many scenarios i think you're gonna want this that it just comes down to how many whites can you honestly play in your deck? But like, I think this should probably, if if all these decks feature characters that we've talked about that are playable, mm-hmm. I can imagine seeing a lot of this as like a one or two of in most decks yeah. out there that play those guys. Well, you had mentioned it on a previous show about trying to, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, having an equivalent number of greens to number of, I guess, niche cards situational cards that you happen to have in the build so this way okay while well, i'm playing against blue i'll go find my bashing shield instead you know like again I, I still think that in you're going to want to play it with guys that are always going to want their get their ability right well i mean it, you know? it's going to depend of course on what those sort of things are as opposed to if you're just randomly slamming it into Constructicons, because it's the first thing that I'm thinking of, where it's like, okay, you're definitely going to be wider than them. I mean, Metroplex and Constructicons are the easy or are the easy decks. Yes, to think about. I agree. Um, but uh, all these guys that need to flip a zillion of the same color or random color combinations, like I'm not sure, like the Slipstream type ability characters. I don't think any of them are playable anyway. But like, yeah. They would they would want this, but like I don't know if it's worth it for them. But like, definitely on all the other ones, I think it's worth it. Yeah, I really want those slipstream cards to work, but <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if it's ever actually going to happen. At this point, I've I've kind of written it off. But 
I'm I definitely never let go of deck ideas, so that's for sure. Uh, Fair. Other than that, anything else for Heat of Battle? No, it's really good. Yeah, I I can agree really with well, you. Really well designed too. I think. Yes. To something that you may be less enthusiastic about, HV Electron Breacher. <laughs> it's a black pip put on Decepticons only and plus two attack. Yeah, no, you're not buying this card. <clears throat> no, we're gonna move on from this one because we have, we have a lot more things to cover. Uh, point defense drone, black pip. While the upgraded character is defending against an enemy that has pierce, <laughs> reduce that enemy's pierce total by two. Come on, <laughs> that's why I started laughing halfway through. <laughs> like, I I couldn't I couldn't get through it without laughing. Sorry, everybody out there. Um, how does this? This doesn't have green on it. Like, how does this not have green on it? I, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, mean, come on. I, I got nothing. I'm sorry. I just, I really, I always feel bad when we just go, no, that card's terrible or that card's good and limited. then just these move all, on. These are all limited. We're going to come back to these cards when we talk about limited. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that obviously changes things, but for these now, are all like I just 30th cards in limited still, but they're all limited cards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Reflex Circuits is the, the ranged melee one that we were talking about earlier. Uh, only thing I wanted to... Nah, I don't really have anything else to add. Never mind. We don't have time to talk about it. Yeah, it, it's fine. <laughs> um, next one up is the Shockwave Weapon, which I literally named it there because the name is too damn long. It's LV Gamma Disruptor Launcher. <laughs> you uh, can this card's awesome. Yeah, you can have two of them on... You can only put it on Shockwave, Blue Pip. You can have two of them, plus two attack... And when you put it on Shockwave, your opponent has to discard a card. Which you have to put it on Shockwave anyway. I don't understand why that clause is even there. Um, it's so weird. Like, Yeah. Like I, when you, put, so you can only put it on Shockwave, but when you put it on Shockwave, I'm like, okay, we get it. It has to go on Shockwave. I guess there's a, like, it's a future-proofing template. Like, if they have some way to, to move it. Like, you move, because right now, if you move something, it it still checks. But if there was a future card that ignored it i guess i don't know yeah it seems redundant but yes um yeah this this card's awesome are you you're so excited about your double shockwave builds is that what you're saying scott no i'm so excited. Uh, i know i know yeah because it, it and correct me if this is not where you're going with it but similar to what we we're talking about with two-pronged attack like you get a flip you play this you strip their hand or you play another one and keep pressuring their hand in addition to making Shockwave monstrous. Yeah, I mean, plus two is, I mean, this is this is just a primary. Yeah. It's on color for him and makes them discard cards, which um, is a fringe benefit that control decks can't always afford but always want. Mm-hmm. So, oh, we're losing you, Scott. Say that one more time. I just switched to headphones. Okay. Um, this is really powerful and exactly what Shockwave wants to do, in my opinion. Yes. It's, we're going to be seeing these. Chat's saying the LV is for low voltage because the HV was for, I was for high voltage on the Electron Breacher. He's an environmentalist now. (laughs) I'll, I'll go with it. Fair. (laughs) I guess so. Uh, I don't know if you saw these, Scott, as a quick aside. Have you seen the, like, nested Shockwave toys where it's him with this weapon on the toy but like eight of them loaded up on him. No, it, it it's actually comical where it's like beyond Doctor Octopus levels. It's like <laughs> like six of them loaded up on him. 
It's so this funny. is not his arm. This is like something he. Older yeah, it's like a. I don't have it the the toy, but I think it's like a shoulder harness, and then it basically gives him his gun arm on either side as well. Oh, okay. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and he has like a. <laughs> the only way to describe it is a battle sled. I guess is the thing he's standing on. It looks like a Cybertronian surfboard. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I'm in agreement with you. This thing seems awesome. It it's I don't know. Uh, this the opposite of the other cards we were talking about. It's really good. Yes. Just it's good. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, sturdy armor is the next one up. Again, that's the third in that cycle, so we're gonna skip over that one. Next weapon up is the W five Gyro Blaster. When the upgraded character battles, each character, each player, excuse me, can't flip more than two battle cards during this battle. It's a plus one. It's not a weapon. It's not yeah, a it's weapon. utility. It's that's what I was utility. about to say. It's very important that it's a utility. Yes. Um, Stunticons, I guess, are very upset about this. Sure. Because <laughs> it, it's Stunticon swagger, pretty much. Has a black pepper or is blank? I forget. It's blank. So, most people, I disagree with most people. I think this hurts defensive decks more than it hurts offensive decks because I actually feel that um, defensive control decks have to rely on tough arm. Yes. Whereas offensive decks just have a bunch of plus three weapons they can play or plus four weapons they can play. Until so, now, yeah, there really haven't been virtually any plus X armor armors or plus X defense armors that have been played. It's all tough. Yeah. So um, it hurts them more, which... I think is the intention, um, but people keep thinking it's something about being anti-bold, but I don't think it's just, that's where you... Well, it may be, this. I mean, it, it makes kickback very unhappy, but... Uh, yeah, sure. I totally agree. But, um, but I just, I think this really hurts defensive decks, the way they're constructed right now. Mm. Um, so I think this will see play probably in sideboards because it has a blank pip. Right. Um, but it is plus one attack out of utility, which is pretty standard nowadays, but standard in a good way. Yes. Um, so maybe you could see main deck play just because like at least you're getting a plus one out of like an upgrade no matter when you play it. It, um, it messes so. with a lot of... It messes with virtually everything. Um, because but even... it affects the character himself also, right? Yes. So, like, the character can't have bold or yeah, tough either. Or even white pips, for that matter. Right. So, I, I so I, okay, so I don't 100% know the use of this card yet, but I think there will be one, and it will be powerful in that with that deck. I don't know what it is yet, but, like, I feel like when that is discovered, it will be important in that deck if the meta either is bold, white, tough, like, I mean, I can, you will probably play some number of them in the deck, and in a deck like that, and it will have solid use in that deck, if that makes sense. Yeah, there's a, between the Battle Masters, things like this, other utilities, and non-armor upgrades, essentially, that we've seen, and I think I've asked you this on previous shows, but those ramming speeds, those vaporizes, or some of those other things keep 
popping up in the back of my head of, okay, do I need an answer for their answer sort of thing, which is a whole nother debate about whether that's an appropriate way to handle it or do you just try and play around it sort of thing. But there's a lot more of these things now that maybe are reasonable targets to justify that approach. Yeah. I mean, I think this card... It will not be in list day one, but I think people, I think eventually you'll figure out how to use this card effectively. Yeah, I I anticipate that this is going to show up, and there. Are, I mean, I have some scenarios in my head already that you know we'll have to see whether those wave two decks still are a thing by the time wave three really gets in the mix, and then that'll drive whether we see this showing up or not. But I expect that there will be something that cares about this. I mean, even the fire cons I want to play care about whether this thing's on the other side of the board i mean i can certainly see the sideboard options i just think that there's ways to play it in main deck where it will hurt yeah. a majority of the field so if you can find a deck that, that wants to make good use of it yeah there are there are swing turns where you could play this and then turn off like you said they're tough and then oh, oops you're dead because you were counting on having tough whatever right so right uh after the Gyro Blaster, our last one for this evening, is extra... Wow. What was that? Nice. <laughs> yeah, we, we managed to get through, <laughs> and it's not, you know, four in the morning. Um, extra padding. So no, you missed one. You missed one. What one did I miss? There's, like, the not, um, not metal detector, but the one that basically gives you, like, crappy Optimus ability. It's a white um, oh, yeah. weapon. I <laughs> I forgot about that one. I legitimately did. So while we're talking about this one, I'm going to go pull it off of VectorSigma.info <laughs> real quick. <laughs> um, and I apologize. I don't remember who previewed that. So forgive uh, me. Whoever... I think it was Matt from Canada. It was or no. Who? No. Oh, uh, I'm... I think it was Matt. Yeah, the guy from Canada. Yeah. Uh, anticipation. Oh, I actually missed two, I think. Both their cards? Yeah, you missed the bold one random. Okay, yeah, that is the other one. So we'll, we'll, I'll bring those up momentarily. Okay. Um, but this one's extra padding. It's a blue-green tough one. When you put this on a character, you can play an extra or an, another extra padding and you can have up to three extra paddings in one armor slot. So is this something that you're excited about, Scott? No. <laughs> I was hoping you had more to say, so I had time to to try and pull these down. <laughs> Just play the other armors we saw today, though. Mm. If you really want green, blue, play the others. Like they're just better. Like, like this. Like you have to put too much pressure on your hand to keep sw swapping for bad. Um, like you're never gonna play like a bunch of these in a turn, and if you do, it's just like I'm gonna I'm gonna play two cards out of my hand to get like reinforced plating like it just doesn't make any sense like just play spark yeah i'd agree them. it's i got i understand it. it's i understand it's on don't play this card just play the play the specialist melee ranged armors uh, smartly over yeah i don't think that yeah that, that's basically what it boils down to i don't think that there's enough to be gained trying to go out of your way, and you're obviously, as we've seen with a bunch of these other cards in uh, Wave 2, we're not... You're just not going to hit that scenario where it's like, oh, I'll dump three extra paddings on this guy. Um, maybe 
there's now that we have Hound and there's some fringe case scenarios where you could go all in with this and attack drones, I guess. Sure. I'll be honest. I, I don't know if I said it earlier. Maybe I did. Um, I forget attack drone even exists most of the time, to be perfectly honest. Yep. Um, shout out to Chad. Help me out with uh, it, it's Matifer is the, the guy for the other previews. A person from yeah, Matt preview? from yeah, the guy from Canada. Matt. Okay, so, I don't know what his, I didn't know what his uh, screen was, but yeah. So as I'm getting that set up to pull up these other cards, um, question from chat was: uh, Do the stackable upgrades want to sit on Megatron? I'm assuming you mean the the new one, but I think he only cares about weapons. No, if he has three upgrades on him or something like that, doesn't yeah, the the what? ping every yeah the strafing run effect. But that's not as good as the other. So, right? Yeah, I, I think I that. Like, good. You know, the attack drone, like flipping and doing like five to something, is more powerful. So I think that's better. It just seems like it's going to be a lot of effort. Um, and I think we said this when we were talking about Megatron himself that it's just like a lot of effort for. I don't know if it's going to matter. Mm -hmm. um, all right, so we're going to drop this off fix the overlay so real quick the this should be the last two unless i missed other ones and chad or scott correct me if that's the case um basic combat protocol so it's an orange pip it's a utility bold one you were talking about it earlier mentioned it earlier when we were talking about the uh upgrade swapping secret action but outside of that are you planning to sleeve this up anywhere <clears throat> um I wish it didn't have an orange pit. Honestly, I know that's weird to say. Um, Just because you want to play with a Battlemaster guy? Or, like, either one of the two Battlemaster guys. It'd be, it'd be good there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's fair. I feel like any orange deck, this isn't good enough. Yeah, you... You like should be playing a plus are... three weapon instead of this on that turn. I mean, it's not about that. It's that, like... You can gain redundant, like... Every single orange deck that I can think of off my head has better utilities than it wants to play. Uh, and that's too. <clears throat> that's saying Matrix is the Um and I feel like I I don't know, like I from an aggro deck perspective like Firecons stick out and they have their own utility. Yeah, um, they were actually somewhere where I was think considering this briefly, only as a fourth copy of it kind of thing. I don't think you need that. Well, and that's what it boils down to, is I don't know if that's... It's not even an I don't know. I'm pretty sure you don't want to bother. Um, you could get the bold if you really want it in a gazillion other ways. Yeah, this is a limited card. That's what it's there for. Yeah. Like, Metroplex to squeeze one more bold onto him. I mean, possibly. The issue there is because, at least for me, and I know um, John uh, Palmer has, he. we've disagreed in the past about how many white pips to play in Metroplex. I know a bunch of other people have other takes on it as well. I personally lean into a lot of white pips in there. So, you know, this would have to replace, say, Supercharge. Which sounds like it may be obvious, but I'd rather guarantee, quote-unquote, the trigger via bolt 3 than get the consistent bold 1 most of the time. Maybe that's not correct. 
Um, if you're playing more non-white pip stuff, maybe this slots in or out for one of the existing things. Spinner rooms is just better for Metroplex. Well, there's that too. <laughs> I mean, that's but that's what happens. I mean, I mean, it looks like a good utility. It looks like you're gonna get like, I mean, first of all, it's not that much better than Pack. Um, it only combos with things again that need need certain color densities and. The fact that it's orange, like, I don't know. This thing could have had a dual pip on it, and it would have been, like, playable. Like, I don't just don't think it's playable. It's just orange, I think. like Because yeah. I think the decks that act, as weird as it is to say, I think the decks that actually want not orange. Yeah. As it's, it stands right now. As it stands right, right now. I could I can be future. I mean, obviously, there, there's always... These are the freshest, hottest takes, so... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Uh, it sounded like you cut out. What was the, the card you were saying there? Chat was saying they didn't hear that. Which that was one? better than this. Any plus one attack utility. Mm. Like, most of the time. Yeah. Like, it's only good... It's good... It seems to me, like I said, that, that the... The cards that want specific colors to be... Don't want orange. They want to be white. They want to be blue. Like, that I can think of again. Or they have their own utility... Like again, like the same exact conversation we had. Yeah. Um, the tough three, bold three would hold to this card just way worse. Yeah. Oh, they, they chat was looking for what the card in Metroplex was, and it was spinner rims. Oh, spinner rims. Yeah, Sorry. which is yeah, I would agree with you, especially in the the way I'm playing Metroplex because it's looking for those cards anyway. So Right. Um I agree with you. This again, maybe it's limited fodder. Or it, it also strikes me as one of those cards that like, it has to exist just to, it, if there were an imaginary checklist of, okay, well, we need a bold one orange card that fits as a utility, like, okay, we, we check that off the bingo board sort of thing. Right. Yeah, um, that's fair. That it's, these a, card, it's, it's a limited card. It's yeah, a exactly. Uh, so I think that will do it for that particular one. The... And again, unless I missed any, and I apologize, and again, I apologize to uh, Matifer for not getting this on the overlay, as I just straight up missed these cards, so my apologies. Um, anticipation Engine. When the upgraded character attacks, reveal the top card of your deck. If it's an action, you may play it, but it's a weapon. Yeah, this card's the most one of the most overrated I've seen. Because overrated, you said? Or were I, you yeah, broke up? Overrated. overrated. Is, are people really excited about this? Because they don't understand that it makes it really. It's well, they, explain it for for people that may be excited about it. I'm sure you've said it in other places, but like best case scenario, like okay, let's not count reckless charge because that actually damages you. Like, let's just talk normal best case because everyone wants to compare this to Optimus. Mm -hmm. So you're putting a weapon on a guy that gets you plus three sometimes, like. And you're using your weapon slot normally gives you plus attack. So and probably plus three. <laughs> not even, because you only have somebody leaping in your deck. So like mm. it's probably just gonna give you plus two. It takes up your weapon slot and it's a and how many times have you attacked with and like you didn't flip any actions, let alone way more than first... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the first card was like what what makes Optimus really powerful. Is the is the fact that like if you flip direct damage, you can do it to a second target. Yes, 
And he has a, and oh by the way, he has a I mean weapon on. Right. Um so he's a ten and you get to do uh some direct damage over to that second guy. That's what makes him really powerful. Not like, oh, I get to play an action from the top of my my deck. Like Yeah, inspiring leadership off of Optimus is not something to really be thrilled about most of the time. It's fine when you're a ten. It's not fine when you don't get any bonus from any other weapon because it takes up your weapon slot. Exactly. So, like, what you'd have to do to set this card up, like, by playing, uh, like, in, uh, incoming transmission or plan-type plan card, like, you know, data pad and stuff, mm. it's just not worth Like, you're not... Ultimately, the thing about Optimus that makes him so powerful, again, is, is the, the ability to multi-target. It's not getting plus three from a leap into battle. Because that's just a pile of stats. You can get up to those attack numbers with other characters, like... That just have giant attack numbers. Like you can just yeah. put a bunch of weapons on Megatron. Like it's the same exact thing as like playing a bunch of actions with Optimus. It's it's the it's the ability not only to get back actions from the scrap pile, but to play them on different targets that makes Optimus super powerful. Right. Um this it's just getting you like a combat buff. Like it's not that good. At all, like I think it's terrible. Like I think I think this card's like oh, completely unplayable. I mean, you you can do the scenario that you're describing where Optimus is good splitting the damage uh, because you flipped insert direct damage action, but at the cost of your oh, uh, your that's what I was about to say. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're paying a a fairly steep cost, and it's also only the chance at it. Like, Unless you set it up, and then basically, like, like, what are you doing that's all that interesting? Like, if you put a one-shot... Like, if you put this on a... Like, what guy are you going to... Yeah. But you have to put this on a guy that is... You have to be in a scenario where you're putting this on a guy. You're willing to do less damage when you attack. Putting some kind of direct damage on your deck with my transmission or something. And you're going to put a one-shot stand on top of your deck, and then you're going to get one less attack out of the deal and then oh I'm going to overkill this guy anyway so I'm just going to go do damage to somebody then just play steamroll like yeah there's just, better ways to make this ever matter yeah I was surprised and genuinely surprised when you said that this card was overrated because I didn't expect that it was going to be rated all that highly to begin with um Chad is backing you up also that I I guess a lot of people misread it assume they saw anticipation engine and probably mentally said well this is a utility um rather than a weapon i think if it was a utility you could justify like this would be really good with mining obviously if this was a utility mm -hmm. but the fact that your best ways of using the plan ability are through mining pick or like torox or like just there aren't many of them you could say outside of data pad or mining pick that are viable and on an incoming transmission. Um, and it, I, so if it was a utility, at least I could get extra attack out of the deal. Now I just can't get any, like it just, it just eats up. You're just back to ground zero by maybe putting a leap on top. It's just bad. I'm not a fan. Yeah. I don't really like this thing either. It just, there's a lot of hoops to jump through to to make it decent, not even, you know, that it, it's going to be mind-blowing. 
or at least it appears to be that way. Maybe, maybe somebody will figure something out, but it, it, that somebody's not going to be me. Um, no, I mean like the combos are just <clears throat> have with like the EMP weight during your last attacker. Like, like just play Optimus or Alpha Trion. Why would you play this card? You can just play the better version. Yeah, it, again, it's a lot of hoops to jump through to, <laughs> right. to not do. Well, there there are simpler. It's a Rube Goldberg machine, kind of like there's a much yeah. simpler way to just make toast or whatever. Yeah, that's, yeah exactly. That's a- um, <laughs> I wonder how many people out there are gonna uh, know what I'm talking about. It's like the beginning of Back to the Future. Yeah, <laughs> needs an explanation. Oh, or if you ever go to the Philadelphia, oh god, airport. There's like one of them, like right in, the, in when you get off the. Uh, Is there? Yeah, like you, you get to put a quarter in and like do does things. Oh, okay. I I mean I've been there a lot, yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, but I I don't rem- it's been a while, so. Um, yeah, they're fun. They're like the dominoes. Yeah, know? exactly. <clears throat> All right. Well, I think that actually is it this time, ladies and gentlemen. Um, any other thoughts yeah. on any of the battle cards, characters, or otherwise, Scott, that you wanted to pick up or or recap the beginning of last episode for anybody that maybe skipped to this half? Um, I think that I think there was a lot of impactful battles this time around that are, especially when you take cyborgs in the game. For sure. But like, um, I just think in general, um, and I I'm really impressed with a lot of the rare battle cards because we we haven't had that many great ones. Like, I think the like the I'm pretty sure the bolt three tough three thing is a rare. Yes, it is. I yeah, forgot to call so, that out while we were doing it, but yeah, there. Yeah, I agree with you that the rares, as a whole, characters and battle cards are definitely doing more to entice or incite excitement. Like I'm sure the shockwave ones are rare. I'm sure the team up, the 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 tank plane thing is a rare. Yeah, I'm gonna go check them while you're talking. Just to, <laughs> I'm pretty sure these all. Are. Yeah, I'm fairly certain they are as well. Shockwave, yes, is definitely a rare. Uh, the team-up tactics, two-pronged attack, is a rare. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Even the the gyro blaster, the stunticon swagger, or new oh, that, yeah, that it, that's a rare. That has a niche use. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, for, that's I mean, to, to be honest, a lot of the, the ones we just said were more niche anyway. Um, because, like, well, the Shockwave one has to go in a Shockwave deck. Right. It even says it twice on there to make sure you know. <laughs> it's very niche. Very niche. Um, oh, we and we didn't mention, obviously, we have one Shockwave. It does a damage also. <laughs> so after that got previewed, yeah, I didn't want to go there, but it... I really want to use Wave 1 Shockwave, but it, it's an, another one that falls into the category of, like, okay, or I could just... I'm not doing the same game plan, so it's not Anticipation Engine versus Optimus, but it's going to be a hell of a lot easier, I think, to just do the new Shockwave and his weapon as opposed to jump through 50,000 flaming hoops to make Wave 1 Shockwave happen. It's it's going to be the same conversation, just less targeted than we had with the, um, the Starscream. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why I'm, you know, going into too much detail when we yeah, had that saying. before. Um, I just, it's an obvious, like, you get to do a damage also, in addition to making him discard a card. Yep. <laughs> so, um, any anything else you wanted to cover? Or, do you, uh, again, for anybody who didn't check out part one, definitely go check out part one. But uh, 
Also, stay tuned for a lot of Origins coverage and a lot of things from the team on during the, well, maybe not literally during the event, but during Origins. <laughs> yeah, our next, our next episode, I guess we should be half of it or whatever. If we're continuing to split these into two episodes. We'll be going over, I guess, the, probably the remaining 10 cards that we haven't seen. Mm. And then starting from there, we can start to look at it overall as a. Yeah, maybe we can bundle those together, you know, like half and half, like you said, but one recording set. We'll have to see how that goes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anything else you want to cover before we close up shop, Scott? Nope, nope, that wasn't bad timing-wise. Yeah, we actually did pretty good. Uh, the official length counting, the count-in of about of 15, 20 minutes is 2 hours and 36 minutes as of this. And with that, we're going to close it up. So, again, as <laughs> always, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for watching, and please tune in next time for more random thoughts.